Hey, welcome to Everyone Else Has a Podcast with JD and Scott. And this is part two of a conversation that we started earlier. And uh, so you're going to want to go and check that out because, you know, we do come full circle. We do. We do. We come full circle on uh, one of these issues. And so uh, if you've not seen part one, go watch that. Then watch this and it will all make sense to you. If you meander enough... You'll end up. You'll end up back where you started. It's like a bad comedian. A good comedian can get it done in a lot less time than we got it done in. We're just not. We're not all that great. But anyway, we have a good time, and we hope you do as well. So we hope you enjoy this part of the conversation. <laughs> why? Why did you just thumbs up? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So, so you sent me this text of the day and, uh, it was explaining why we, you know, it was an editorial piece and some newspaper clipping and it was about, you know, we should get rid of the electoral college and why should we not get elect rid of the electoral college? Mm -hmm. And, um, in such a small amount of words, this was said so well. It really was. Yeah. A lot of people don't like, um, the electoral college because it hasn't gone the way that they wanted them to. Right. Well, it's all about what you desire. That's the world <laughs> right. we live in. And, what and, I desire. So if the electoral college had elected Hillary Clinton, all the left would have been like, we well, need to keep the electoral college. Yeah. You know, you'd have Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg who, you know, I saw a clip of talking about, she wanted to get rid of the electoral college. She would not have been because it would have worked to the system of which she wanted to get the candidates elected the, the, on her side of the aisle. Well, that and it's both it's both it's both sides. They both want power so much that they're willing to do anything to keep it. I mean, that's what happened with the Supreme Court justices right now and all the justices. Harry Reid um, got rid of the filibuster um, for federal judge appointments in the Senate, and uh, the Republicans warned him when you do that. Um, don't you're going to regret it. So when the Republicans took over, they got rid of the filibuster for the Supreme Court, continuing that same, uh-huh. you know, the ramping up of the mil- the the Cold War, so to speak. And now they can just do it with the majority. Whereas before you could have filibustered that. And, you know, many of these people would have never got to be Supreme Court justices or justices. But anyways, um, but it is you're right. It, it goes back and forth. Whoever it is that wins or loses. They don't like this. They don't like that because they're trying to play a game that's not by the game. And as a, as I did have a conversation with someone about, um, you know, how so-and-so got more popular votes than the other people. So they should have won. And, uh, and while I'm not arguing about that, because that's actually gone both ways, um, Republican and Democrat, the bottom line is, is that, you know, if you look at any other stat in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jared Goff ran the ball more than um, Brady two years ago. He had he had more yards. It didn't matter. It though, didn't matter, it? right? And and uh, you know, perhaps um, when we look at the end of the the current um, NBA Finals, we're going to find that someone on the Heat had more steals than LeBron James. Right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't There's matter. a lot of stats that don't matter. What matters is the final score. Right. In the Electoral College, it's the final score is electoral votes. Right. Doesn't matter all the other stats. There's a lot of cool stats that are out there and they're interesting, but they don't tell you who's going to win the game. The, the fact of the matter is that the Electoral College exists really for the, the protection of our entire nation, no matter what side of the aisle that you sit on. So that, you know, if my candidate and I, I, I say this, there have been elections where my candidate did not win 
but I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to get rid of the Electoral College because it is a good, proven system. Mm-hmm. And um, and if my my candidate wins or doesn't win in November, I'm not, I'm want to keep the Electoral College, even though it didn't seem to work in my favor this time. It doesn't make any difference because it is a it is a best practice. It is a good system. Yeah, it's like saying you have a best of five and uh, you lose. So you're like, all right, best of seven then. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, let's just change the rules. But anyways, here's what happened. Someone asked Marilyn. I don't know who Marilyn is. It's Marilyn Von Voss Savant. Um, it's one of those like yeah. help categories. It said, quote, some people don't like electoral votes versus the popular votes deciding our presidential elections. Can you make an argument in favor of electoral votes? And then she answered, we are the United States of America, and our states, starting with the original 13 colonies, are separate entities. It is understandably unacceptable to states with smaller populations to have their affairs decided by other states simply because more people live there. Suppose that there were a United Countries of Earth. Would we like the idea that China, who has 1.4, I just said China. I didn't China. Say China. China. Would we like the idea that China, because they have 1.4 billion people, and India, 1.3 billion people, running all of the show? Would we like that in the United Countries of Earth? Um, the U.S. has 331 million. And so the, that is a great way to think about it. Yeah. The United States has 331 million people. Compared to China, that's one-third. Compared to... I'm sorry, not one third. It's one one fourth, more than less than one fourth. Right. And the same goes for India. So our vote in the United Countries of Earth would be one to every four for China. Right. Would we like it if China made the decisions for how to run our country? And of course, the answer is no. <laughs> of course not. Right. And and for some reason, though, we have this like different idea that we think all the states are the same. But right. I'll tell you something. If you haven't lived in different states, you don't know how different states really are. It's true. Nebraska is not the same thing as California. Right. Tennessee is not the same thing as New York. Yeah. Completely different culture. Another thing I think that plays into this conversation that people uh, that, that, that people think that it needs to be eliminated is they're big government people. So they see the federal government as having more control than either they do or or what they ought to have, and so they're in favor. They think that we they, they don't even they don't even see the necessity of the state government. They just think of the government as being the federal government, and so that's again that's one of these uh, you know ingredients in this argument. I think, and so you do need to understand that the federal government is really should not have as much as control as they do. Uh, over over the the course of our history, uh, we we keep giving we we keep relinquishing more and more authority to the federal government than really what they should have over our lives. The whole idea of the United States of America is that we are states, mm-hmm. and if you don't want to live in California, you can move to Tennessee and live in Tennessee and live by the statutes of this yeah. state. Why would you leave? Right. Why, if they were why would you even same, leave if they were leave? all the same? Exactly. But they're not. It's not because, well, I just like, you know, the rolling hills and the trees and California doesn't have that. And, you know, they've just got the desert and the in the part that you lived in. 
it has nothing to do with landscape. It has mm-hmm. to do with rule of law. Mm-hmm. Has to do with policy. It has to do with culture. Mm-hmm. Has to do with yeah, culture taxes. Trump, taxes. Culture trumps everything, and um, and so it, I think it's these big this big government idea is the idea of well, when the electoral college is outdated, it's antiquated, mm-hmm. but. I'm sorry, no, we are the United States right. of America. And you bring up a good point because um, that's misunderstood when it comes to how COVID was handled. A lot of people want to blame the federal government for how COVID was handled. Now, I'm not saying the federal government did everything right. This is not a pro-Trump kind of conversation. Um, but the fact of the matter is it's misunderstanding. Right. The states are the ones that were handling COVID. The federal government, their whole job was to support um, to, first of all, uh, work on the borders, which is what Trump did when he um, stopped China, travel from China, and also then Europe, when Europe was having its uh, big outbreak at the beginning. Um, so external, external defenses. And right, external which, is, which is a responsibility of the federal government. Right. And then support for the states. Uh, Trump cannot uh, go to New York and say, you have to handle COVID this way. Trump can and he didn't and he and he can't do that to Tennessee or Missouri or Florida or anything else. He and, and right and I'm not saying that he did everything right or did everything wrong. Sure. But the point is is that he couldn't go to New York and say do this. When he went and sent the hospital ship up there and then made sure everyone had ventilators. Um for a long time the only thing he could do was say, "Hey governor, what do you need?" Right. And I'm going to give you what you need. Now, if he doesn't come through with um, the things that he should have in support, then that's on him. Sure. But if you talk about like one of the things that's really unfair, talk about two minutes of, of is blaming everything on Trump, which by the way, we did it to Obama too. And we did it to George W. Bush. Yeah. We, we did, did to whoever's in power. Whoever's in power. Yeah. It's like, uh, you have way too much peril and not enough responsibility to do anything. About or we it. think we praise them for everything that it has gone right in the world. Right. And that's, clearly the other side of the ditch right but the uh but the idea is that somehow he's in charge of those things if he took control of those things the states then he would be that dictator that many people on the left think that he is anyways right but he didn't take control of the states he had to let the states do what they wanted to do yeah and so um so he's not in control of uh desantis opening up florida he's not in control of that and people will be like well he's in the same party okay who cares you know, he's not in control of it. He's not in control of Cuomo uh, sending the the sick people back to the nursing homes. Right. That's on Cuomo in New York. That's yeah. Not if, you're, on Trump. if you're living in a state and you don't like the the COVID response, you need to be upset with your state and local government. Yes, that's exactly right. Because Trump hasn't made any rules, and in fact, it's not even clear that he could make some of these national rules. Like, the only the only thing is the the border issues. Yeah. The national borders. Yeah. How would we like it if Trump came out and said everyone has to wear a mask? I'm not even sure it would be legal. But if he did say it and somehow it was enforced, the conversation would be Trump doesn't have the right to tell my state what to do, which is exactly the right answer. <laughs> right. Trump does not have the power to tell your state what to do, which is why he couldn't go to Oregon and um, break up the uh, riots until they attacked the federal courthouse. Then he went right. and defended the federal courthouse. And he and and. The state government could have invited him into the right. picture, but of course they didn't do that. They didn't do that, and but no. they did in um, Kenosha, and in Kenosha they stopped the riots pretty quickly. The 
the point I'm trying to make, and this is again, this is not a pro-Trump rally. If you know me, that's that would be a very difficult thing for me to have. It's a pro-Trump rally, um, without being too politically. But but the fact of the matter is, is that we misunderstand the role of the federal government. We blame everything that's bad on the federal government, when in reality, most of it is your government. When I was in California, the problems we had were California-generated problems. Yeah. Um, and so that's Which why, is why there's a mass exodus that is out of that and, state and what, right now. And we're unfortunately, we're leaving California and we're going to places like Texas and Tennessee. And, and then we're bringing the same kind of laws with us. Yeah, there's this expectation. And, and, and it, what do they say? The definition of insanity is, um, you know, doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, and expecting different results. And that's what I see with these people maybe some of them that are leaving the state of california except maybe ben shapiro i think he expects something <laughs> he's different. not gonna do so uh welcome yeah. ben to the to yeah. the wonderful state of tennessee and to the middle tennessee yeah but uh but some of you're like oh my gosh i can't believe well that's just you know i'm, I'm a civil guy and i like ben shapiro <laughs> so right so <laughs> but um, one, one of my favorite conservatives yeah but and I have favorite liberals too. What was I saying? I was saying something. They're good. coming here, and it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. So it's a definition of insanity. You can't cut, move to Texas. You can't move to Tennessee and expect. Well, we want these kind of policies in place, and then expect different results. So if you're going to move to these places, you you need to move here and say, well, well, there's a reason I'm moving here. It's because it's insane back there in the West, and there's some semblance of sanity here, and maybe I need to get with this program. Yeah. The uh... The main thing I hear from my friends in California, my my whole family is there, is the is the high taxes, high taxes and government regulation on everything, and and then how they liken that. What, they don't is, like. Is it. it a good you know benefit and cost rate ratio? No, most of no. I mean, I have I have family members that spend. Uh, I want to say, I don't want to put a number out there, but. Um, Percentages. Let's say that the number that I pay I pay on taxes here, in the county, is less than fifteen hundred dollars a year. Okay, my California friends would pay that in one to two months. Okay, so um, some of them, you know, because the house values are higher and the tax rates are through the roof, and you don't just have taxes from the state; you have tax from the county, the city, the state, um, everything. Okay, and so you talk about control and finances. And, uh, and so you move to one of these states that's more rural. Um, rural should mean more hands-off. In my mind, that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. When I lived um, in the desert mountains of California, it was more hand-off. We had a couple of cops that would come up there, but most of the time we just kind of did everything ourselves. You know, there wasn't a lot of regulation. There wasn't a lot of worrying about us, and we kind of just lived our lives. We didn't have a bunch of Karens telling us what to do. And, you know, before it was a thing, you know, people just ignored Karen. And and that's probably the best way to do it anyways. But um, but if you bring those same exact things here, the things that you want, there is a, an insanity issue here because you want all of the policies and spending of what we had in California in Tennessee, for, for instance. But we don't want the taxes that go with it. It's almost like you don't understand and I say you, like we, we don't understand that all of the spending and regulations and those rules cost money. And they don't, we don't get that. We don't make that connection. And so we bring it. And then what we end up doing is turning the big cities in all of these normally um, pretty hands-off states into little tiny Californias. And, and, that, and if that 
if that continues, then what you'll end up having is the same problems that California has, overspending, higher taxes, unwelcome environment. Well, here in Tennessee, we see that happening uh, not in the state so much statewide, but we see it in different localities in different counties. So, you know, we have different counties that obviously uh, there's more of an influx of um, people who are, are coming from other states. And then you see uh, you see how the government uh, over a period of time beginning to shift and change and pander to, um, you know, the growing population. And uh, it's one of the reasons I'm glad that I live where I live because I appreciate uh, that it doesn't seem like we're getting overtaxed. And especially what we see, are seeing in, in Davidson County um, right now down the road from us, overtaxed without like, it's like taxation without representation almost. It's What's like, the benefit? It's like, what, what are we getting for this 30% tax increase? Yeah. Uh, you know, my parents live there and, uh, the, you know, we've got residents of Davidson County right now. They're kind of wondering where some of the even the covid money has gone because, uh, you know, money relief money has come in to the state. Governor Lee uh, a lot allotted different amounts to different counties. And, you know, Davidson County has been going, hey, we, we want we need some more covid money. We need some more covid relief money. And Governor Lee's going, well. Mayor Cooper, you and I need to have a conversation first and figure out where the money has gone that I've given you because only a small percentage of it has actually gone to business relief. So where is all this other COVID money uh, gone? And so, um, you know, I, I might be a little bit behind on that conversation. I went away on a retreat for a week. Uh, but, you know, so, much so, I, so, I have, so a lot can happen in a week that sure. I, I'm not staying up on news. But um, I've not, I've not heard what the resolve is on that, but, uh, anyway, I don't know what that is either, but I can tell you that that's exactly the problem that you run into with Tennessee and Texas, which are very similar, um, where you have a more libertarian. We well, you know all those Texans were actually from Tennessee originally. Oh yeah. Well, so. we went down um, there to fight that war. <laughs> we volunteered. We volunteered. Okay. You volunteered. Californians were My like, descendants. Californians were just like, um, I don't know what's going on over there, but whatever. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine over here. Um, anyways, uh, but you do have this um, kind of like a, a weird dichotomy of of a, of a more libertarian or conservative governor with a few counties and cities that are um, generally more progressive. And there is a conflict there. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not saying that if you don't if you want to if you want a progressive California that um that spends the way they spend and stuff that's on you you know you do what you want to do that's one of the beauties of the states stay there california do whatever you like i am more libertarian i i want the government to leave me alone um fundamentally i want them to leave me alone you you take as much taxes as you need to make sure the roads work that we're safe and otherwise just leave me alone i don't need you in my business and um and but what we end up getting is we end up getting states that start to turn to be run by the big cities that are right. And so you end up kind of almost getting a tyranny uh, up there where you have a couple of cities that if, you know, because they have such a great population, um, they can run the whole state. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand this, but California is actually, um, in terms of, uh, districts for the house, um, almost 50, 50 Cal, uh, Republican right. and Democrat, because there's so many places where the majority of the people are Republican, generally rural. 
Um, a lot of people are like re- Republicans want to r- run people's lives. Actually, I think some in power do, but for the most part, you'll find yourself being Republican or at least the Republicans I know when you are either pro-life or you just want to be left alone in those two things. And so you end up getting this weird split, but California, if you were to ask, do you think California is like, you know, half Republican? The answer is probably no way. It's always voting Democrat, right? It's always, always, always Democrat. And most people see it that way because the megatropolis of San Diego, Los Angeles, um, you know, the hundred miles of nonstop city runs the rest of this monstrous state yeah. and we, and, and runs the rest of the monstrous state into debt. And you have that same kind of yeah. thing happening with some of these other states. Um, Which sounds to me like you made a very good case just now why we should keep the Electoral College. You're yes, just talking about because it because those people even are more unrepresented. All of those right. people are unrepresented because they're in the same state. But if we were in the country, we would be run like the Hunger Games. Yeah. We'd have a couple of big cities sure. and they would run all the rest of the districts of the United States. Well, I mean, yeah, let's put it in local terms. So let's say you live in Murray County and um, you, you want Davidson County and Knox County and uh, Shelby County and what's where what's Chattanooga in? Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton County. You, you want is that right? I think it is. You want those four counties determining what you do locally there in, in Murray County because it's the it's completely different. It's completely different social landscape and culture. And, um, you know, so again, we're just making a case for why the Electoral College is a good thing so that, you know, two or three, two or two or three, you know, big, big boys don't get to run the entire show for the, for the entire nation. Yeah. And unfortunately this isn't, uh, that we don't trust all the people in those cities. Um, because I was one of those people in the cities. The problem is, is that the people in the cities tend to believe the politicians are going to fix things and they don't because that's not their goal. The goal isn't to fix your problems. The goal is to remain in power. And so as long as you are remaining in power, you're going to continue to have the same problems you always have. Like Baltimore has been run down forever. They're not fixing it. Um, some places in Los Angeles where there's homelessness, um, that's through the roof. They're not fixing it. No one's there to fix that. They're just there to tell you they're going to fix it, to get your vote, and to stay in power. I know I'm like here, my libertarian streak is totally coming out right now, but I do not trust people. I already believe that. As a Christian, I believe people are fundamentally sinful, and I can observe that. I think it's verifiable um, that people are fundamentally selfish. And if you get power, you're going to become even more what you are. That's like alcohol. Alcohol doesn't change you into something different. Alcohol reveals who you are, mm. and power does that same thing. But then they'll say whatever they want. And because you want someone to fix things, you'll keep voting for these people. And so that's where you get these people in power 100 years. And they don't ever fix anything. We kind of went way off on that. That's okay. Uh, we might be turning this into a two-parter. Yeah. So The um, second part's all like, why Scott's a libertarian? <laughs> <laughs> how, how to be libertarian and pro-life at the same time. A novel by Scott Asher. All right, so one one final thing here. Let's talk about the movie Mulan because in our f- previous podcast, yeah, neither one of us had seen it. No, nope. because we, just we weren't trash willing without. to, um, you know, pay the additional thirty dollars, yeah. <laughs> and we were going to wait till December and watch it. But you did. You but, took, you bit the bullet. But the thirty dollar bullet. But I, my wife. Uh, was ready he's, to watch. He's blaming his wife. He's I'm like, not you, me, I'm just, but my wife. I'm just telling you the facts of the story. 
I was perfectly fine to wait to watch the Mulan movie. And and last time we were on the podcast, we were kind of trash talking the thing without having even watched it. And when I say trash talking, we weren't tra- we weren't trash talking, you know, the movie per se. We were we were talking a lot about. Um, you know, the production and some of yeah. the, where they, in the location choosing and Disney choosing to shoot it there and yada, yada, all the, the politics around that. And then we did talk about some things that we had heard about the film and then commenting on that. So I saw it now and I thought it was great. Ugh. It's okay. So let me say this. Okay. So, you know, all these remakes, these live action remakes that Disney is doing, what did they, they did um, Aladdin, They've done Lion King, Jungle Book, Jungle Book, Cinderella. Um, they did Cinderella. I guess uh-huh. I hadn't seen that yeah, one. That's I the feel, one with like the she's on the blue dress running in the front of the picture. Yeah, I guess maybe I, remember I, the I, I, I probably fell asleep while we we're watching that. It's I feel like same. there's one more that we've missed that we saw. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So if you're looking for uh, a shot for shot, song for song, line for line remake, Mulan is definitely not that whatsoever. So some of these other ones are going to be closer to that. And, and I know that some of the other ones have added some extra stuff in. Uh, like Aladdin had an extra song and and maybe there was another, maybe Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, um, but for the most part, the storyline of Beauty and the Beast, the live action remake, is the story of the cartoon of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. The same with Aladdin. The same with Lion King. I don't remember the Cinderella, so I'm not going to comment. It was there. the same. Okay, it was the same. Basic. Mulan is not that way, so don't go into it thinking that this you're going to have the same expectations. Go into it thinking this is a different story. There's some similarities. The similarities are is that uh, Mulan goes to fight in her father's stead because he can't do it. He's not able to, and so she's a girl going to fight in the man's war, and she's got to do that secretively. And so uh, those are some similarities. But there, there's this supernatural element that we talked about in our last podcast, and we were kind of like, you know, throwing it under the bus before we had seen it. I, I, I liked the film. I thought it was great. And, um, I, you know, if you really can't wait till December to watch it on regular Disney Plus, you know, and you need to, to Well, spend... you can buy it now. Can you believe that? It's out on digital now. You can buy it, like on Vudu. And... Are you kidding me? No. For how much? 30 bucks. <laughs> on top, so I'm paying an extra thirty dollars on top of my Disney Plus subscription, and, it's and only, I don't even really own it. You don't own it, man. Disney Plus—they really did come up with a convoluted way to handle that. I feel like they're going to make some hack some people off with that. I feel like of, they just did when I told you. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if they—if that's the way they're going to do things, then they're going to lose subscribers. Yeah, because um, soon you'll be able to buy that digitally for fifteen bucks, right? In four K. Yeah, and, 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 and in six really months from now. It, yeah, it'll be half the price. Yeah, so thirty bucks to to rent it and have it access to it till December. Basically, you were paying Listen, a premium. You're just saying all it. this because you haven't seen the movie yet, and that's all uh, you can say. You know say. what? I think that you're saying you like it because no new movies have come out in six months, and you just have such a low bar. <laughs> you're so excited that there's something new to watch, and you're just okay. like, "I okay." I'm gonna be honest. I I would have never seen the movie myself. Except it, it, you know, it was the thing the family wanted family. to do, and that was fine. But you know what? There's been a ton of movies I've watched for the family where I've been bored out of my mind. I'd rather be doing something else, but I'm committed to doing the family thing, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a lot of movies that we watch, and like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Mulan is one of those. 
totally. Would have never seen it. Would have had no interest in seeing it by myself. Been like, you know, grab my my teenage son and like, let's watch Mulan tonight. No, no, that that that's never yeah, gonna that happen. Would be weird. But with the with my wife and with my daughters and the whole family together, it was great and and it was fantastic. She, and I, I think Disney did a great job. And where they decided to shoot the movie and their stance, you know, I'm, we're not that I still stand on all of that. You know, I'm not changing my stance on that. But the film production, the story, the acting. So she didn't. Uh, she didn't fight a, a lady Hun instead of a Attila. She fights a, a lady witch. A lady witch. Yeah. Oh, even different. Yeah. But not a not um, Attila. No. Hun. No, he's not in the film. There is a bad dude. Um, I. You know, he or I don't, Genghis Khan. I don't. Who's he? Who's she fight? Attila the Hunter, Genghis Khan. I think it's Genghis Khan. But this guy is. Uh, I I don't think he's Mongolian, uh, but he is from this you know tribe that wants to usurp the 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 current dynasty, hmm. and uh, but this they've got this lady witch who's in touch with her chi, but it's like the dark side, you know. And then Mulan's in touch with her chi, but that's the light side. And then there's some kind of like. Anyway, you got to see the movie. It is good. Also, what I liked about it was that uh, it wasn't a musical. So you don't gotta, it's not a musical. You don't got to see the movie. You don't got to. You do because there's no other movies to see. Well, I, I saw a new movie that came out straight to digital. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it did not require you to have, um, you know, like set aside your expectations because um, the other movie was better and it had Eddie Murphy in it and stuff. Like I didn't have to deal with that. Okay. Um, I actually saw two, two right. good movies. One of them is a romantic comedy. I'll tell you about you it. You saw a good romantic comedy. Those are far and few and it far between. It was because number one, it wasn't completely vulgar. Okay. That's um, good. I mean, there was some stuff in there I wouldn't advocate for, um, for sure. So I'm not saying that this is a moral film, but right. um, in terms of, Romantic comedy is very difficult to find a moral film anymore. But it's not vulgar. And um, and it was funny. It's called Rewrite. The Rewrite. It's from 2015. It has... It's uh, not new? This one's not. I saw this one. It has Marissa Tomei and Hugh Grant, which, by the way... I like both those people. I do, too. And they both look their age, which I appreciated. And, um, and it has other people, too. It has... Um, that dude looks like a John Lennon wannabe. It, ha- it has J.K. Simmons in it. I like it. J.K. Simmons. I do, too. And um, and he's actually who, really good. Who's the first guy listed? That's the Mark, director. Mark oh, he's Lawrence. the director. I was like, he doesn't look familiar. Doesn't he look like he wants to be John Lennon? Yeah, uh, I could see. He's got, he's got something going on there. This was actually really much better because it was kind of an older couple. Sure. Um, thing. Yeah. I like that. But one that was new is called Archive. Well, I just figured in case you are like you have to spend okay, time. I've with seen him. the movie poster for this. But for Archive. Not, yeah. So what's it about? So this one's actually kind of interesting. Um, it's in the near future, and um, it says that um, this roboticist, which is um, this guy, Theo, he's he's um, like number nine or something like that in that stupid series of movies where people are oh, oh, um, aberrants or whatever. Yes, I know what you're talking about. What's it called? It, oh it's God. not. It, it's like right here, Divergence. 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 Yeah, the Divergence series. Yeah, and he's still not a great actor. No offense, um, <laughs> Theo. But um, he's not. But anyways, he's in it, and um, he's working on creating a... Um, he's a Hollywood movie star, and we're just sitting here with a podcast that seven people watch. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm cool. I like my life. Um, 
That's true. Theo, uh, no offense to you, Theo, but he's a roboticist. Roboticist. He's making androids, and his goal is to make an android um, to replace his wife who has passed away. So go, oh, full full circle here. Wow, full, full circle. circle. Um, so unless her, you're watching, unless this is part two and you missed part yeah, one. Yeah, full circle to the other podcast. Um, and he, his his wife has passed away, and she's in this big server. And they've uploaded her whole brain to it. And he's allowed to talk to her a set amount of times before her her AI brain like degrades to the point where she can no longer um, communicate. But when she does communicate, she communicates like an artificial like she's there. Like she he, has, he can see a little picture, he can yeah. talk to her on the phone. And so he has a several instances where he's he's trying to make a robot to download her brain into so that he can keep her alive. It's interesting. Um it's got a 71. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a good sci-fi, uh, some twist and turns there. And, um, and I didn't have to worry about anybody trying to tell me about how special someone is because their chi is aligned. Um, and I didn't have to deal with them taking any characters out of the old story or major Don't plot. Don't be bitter. I am bitter. I told you before at the last time I told you that I really liked Mulan, that she was willing to do that for her dad. Now it doesn't even matter. no, you will change your mind if you see the movie. You'll be like, you know what? I was partially wrong. Okay. I'm not saying you're completely wrong. Well, when I have two hours of time to waste and no other movies that are in my to-do list ahead of Mulan, then I will watch, watch it. it with the family. Let it be a family thing. I don't know if enough of my family, some of my family is very bitter. <laughs> because of the changes they made because they liked Mushu. They haven't seen the movie. Tell them, don't have the same expectations. Mm-hmm. This is not the Aladdin or the or the Beauty and the Beast or the Lion King remake. But if it was called like Ginger, let's I don't know. I'm just that's thinking not, of a girl name or something. Chinese. It's not very Chinese, but I didn't want to say a Chinese name and then get in trouble for saying a Chinese name wrong. Um <laughs> so see what you did to us, um politically correct people. Um so let's say it was Ginger and it was a completely new fantasy film. Maybe I could enjoy it. But the problem is I'm going to have a very hard time separating it from what it was. I think I probably enjoyed it more because I've never, ever seen the original movie oh, d- from d- start to finish. Delete everything that you just <laughs> said because that's crap. You cannot you cannot say, well, you're just going to have to just set aside everything you, that you know. Well, I you know don't that even know what you have to set aside. I know aside. that it's different. I'm going to start talking over you. And you have two minutes to prove why this is better than the old Milan. I watched. Oh, no, no, no. I watched that, a movie that. last night. Which one? Extraction. Okay. Um, you ever heard of it? I have. I've okay. seen it. So you have seen it. Yeah. Okay. So I think it, it released on Netflix right towards the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, it's just sat there forever and ever and ever. It's uh, what's the dude's name? It Thor. What's Thor, his name? Hem, Hemsworth or Hem, Hem. Yeah. Is it? It's Liam. One of the Hems. One of the Hemsworth brothers. We, the we're Thor, not, the we're Thor. not fanboys or fangirls, right. so we don't know their names. This Thor? Yeah. Thor so, is in it? Thor is in it. He doesn't use electricity at all, which is lame. Yeah, I was waiting for him at some point for the hammer to come out of nowhere right. from the smacking guy. But it is an action movie. It's a movie for guys who like movies. So yeah. um, I wasn't prepared for how gruesome it was going to be. The premise of the movie is... Uh, the the Thor character, I, I don't know. He he's uh seems to be like Thor character. <laughs> whatever his name is, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris. Chris Hemsworth. That's it. Oh, he's one of the Chris's. Chris Hemsworth 
seems to be like some ex special forces uh, guy, and now he's working as a mercenary in uh, hostage rescue, that kind of thing. And he is on his, you know, uh, last kind of. He, he's Always. he's ready to go at any moment. He's just like lived a hard, tough life, and he doesn't, you know, want to be the coward and take his own life. But he just keeps taking all of these difficult missions, waiting for his life to to be taken from him, and um, and he's dealing with some some inner woundedness as well. But that's about as deep as this plot goes. It, it is it's about as deep as a kiddie pool, and but the action in it is pretty great. He's he's trying to, you know, rescue this kid who's been, uh, uh, you know, taken for ransom, and um, it, it takes place in India, and so you get to see a little bit of the underbelly of, you know, some of that stuff. It's got some some um, this drug lord that has these kids that are in his employee. And uh, that's that's real stuff. Um, I've been on that side of the world. I've been in Asia and met kids who've been rescued from uh, drug lord armies and um, who have shot, you know, AK-47s and killed people as children. It is a real thing, but uh, it's horrible. But there's this one scene in this movie, and it's, um, you know, remember like 1913? It was shot with this one long continuous. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's one longer scene in this movie that is shot that way, and it's incredible. And towards the end of this scene, um, I didn't even realize it was happening at the time. I kind of realized it towards the end of that scene that it was being shot that way. But there's this knife battle that happens between these two guys in the street, and the, the choreography in it is just phenomenal. Like, major respect. Anyway... It's a movie for guys who like movies. It's rated R. It's very violent. It's very gruesome. This is not a date night movie. I mean, it might be. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. Speaking of that area, um, have you seen Hotel Mumbai? Yes. That's a true story, isn't right, it? Right. It's a true yeah. story. Yeah. How come we never heard of that? Uh, you, you should watch that movie. It's very also kind of gruesome and disturbing. But I say you should watch it because it's a true story. Right. And... Um, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't a true story, it would be a better guy night show. Because it's a true story, it's still a guy night show, but it's also got a message there about, you know, what what happened and how tough that was. So, but I did wonder why we never heard of that. And I usually listen to or read the news. I mostly read the news now every day and I don't I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I don't remember hearing anything about that either. And we watched that during the pandemic too. That didn't come up on our radar. And it was like yeah. we'd watched through everything that we'd seen and so we we were like this came up on our radar. We watched it and uh was ja- just Jamie and I watched it and we were blown away. Like how did we not know about this? Right. Pretty tragic. Yeah, very tragic. So, thanks for watching part 2 of this uh extremely long conversation. But uh, hopefully you found it um, interesting and informing and just entertaining even that you got to just kind of be a fly on the wall and sit in. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your comments and have you join the conversation as well. So please uh, leave your comments, share the podcast. And, um, you know, thanks for listening to Everyone Else Has a Podcast. Maybe someday you will too.
subscribe and like. <laughs> Those are the things you're supposed to say. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. On YouTube. We are on YouTube. Right? We are on YouTube yeah. and Spotify. We haven't been canceled. This yet. is a, a terrible ending. But Why? That, that's okay. Maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Just trailing God off. God wheels nothing. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.